This is Main Thing Radio with Pastor Robert Fountain of Calvary Chapel, Miami Beach. Join us as Pastor Robert teaches verse by verse through the book of Acts. spiritual perspective and he was telling David the Messiah the one who is going to redeem all of humanity is going to come from your line much bigger than a palace David said I'm doing a work beyond your ability to comprehend it he wants us to succeed but success is different from a heavenly eternal perspective than it is from a temporal finite perspective. We all have our own ideas of what success looks like. God, however, has a different one, and we may not see the final results until we reach heaven. Pastor Robert asks us today to put aside our views of success and instead take up God's view, allowing Him to work through us for the advancement of His kingdom. Stick around after today's message from Pastor Robert. I have quite a bit of information that I'd like to share with you. Our web address, podcast subscription information, and our contact information. Now here's Pastor Robert with today's message. Give me your attention for a second. There's a gap in time here that we don't really know exactly when all of this happens, exactly how it all happens, but in Galatians chapter 1, Paul describes it. You don't have to turn there, but what he says in, to the Galatians in chapter 1 is that when God revealed himself, he said, when it pleased the Father to reveal his son Jesus in me, and I love the way he words that, he was there in Damascus, he's preaching, but he says, I didn't go immediately to any man. I didn't go to the apostles. Instead, he said, I went out into Arabia, and for three years, he just met with Jesus. And after that three-year period of time, he came back to Damascus and then went to Jerusalem. So somewhere in here, this three-year period in Arabia takes place. And when he gets to Jerusalem, all the people, all the disciples there in Jerusalem freak out because they know who he is as well. They know his reputation. They know what he's been about. And they didn't believe he was a disciple, but Barnabas took him. And brought him to the apostles, and he declared to them how he had seen the Lord on the road, and that he'd spoken to him, and how he'd preached boldly at Damascus in the name of Jesus. So he was with them at Jerusalem, coming in and going out, and he spoke boldly in the name of the Lord Jesus, and disputed against the Hellenists. Now remember, this is the same bunch that Stephen had dealt with, and they had finally hired the people to lie against him. I think that's exactly why Saul went back to them. He disputed against the Hellenists, but they attempted to kill him. When the brethren found out, they brought him down to Caesarea and sent him out to Tarsus. Then the churches throughout all Judea, Galilee, and Samaria had peace and were edified. And walking in the fear of the Lord and in the comfort of the Holy Spirit, they were multiplied. Saul spends eight years at home in Tarsus 
after the three years in the desert. He went home and just continued to study and, you know, making tents or whatever. That seems to, he seemed to have been a leather worker. That's, we read tent maker in some places, literally what it means. He was a leather worker, making tents and whatever else there in Tarsus and just allowing the Lord to do the work in him to prepare him now to go out and teach and preach in the name of the Lord Jesus. But I want us to back up. I want us to look at a couple of things here because something that I realized that just we need to deal with it is what we're told there in verse 16. God says to Ananias, you need to go and do what I've told you. You need to go lay hands on him. You need to pray over him because I'm going to show him how much he's going to have to suffer from me. One of the things that Alex and I talked about, you know, going down to Brazil and looking at what's taking place around the world, there's a, such a, I don't know, just a major, major movement or whatever you want to call it within Christianity today, just kind of a feel-good theology. You know, if you just come to Jesus, then he'll make everything smooth for you. And you're just going to succeed and be prosperous and everything's going to go well. And it's a renewal in some certain, you know, some areas at least of the old, you know, prosperity doctrine that, you know, if you just look to Jesus and trust him, then you're going to be healthy, wealthy, and wise. You know, everything's going to work out great for you. The problem is you just don't see that in the scripture. Now, don't get me wrong. He does say that he wants us to prosper. But what we miss a lot of times is that his perspective on prosperity is a little different from ours. And we saw that in our study of 2 Samuel, that when David said to Almighty God, I want to build you a house. It's not right for me to live in this palace and you to be living in a tent. And the response of God the Father was just so incredible. And I'm paraphrasing, but basically he said, David, I'm okay with a tent, buddy. It's all I need. Never asked for anything more than that. I'm okay with the tent. And then he says to David something just incredible. He said, but David, I'm going to build you a house. I'm going to do for you more than you wanted to do for me. He wasn't talking about material possessions. He was talking about something much greater than that. He was looking at it from a spiritual perspective, and he was telling David, the Messiah, the one who is going to redeem all of humanity, is going to come from your line. Much bigger than a palace, David. He said, I'm doing a work beyond your ability to comprehend it. He wants us to succeed. But success is different from a heavenly, eternal perspective than it is from a temporal, finite perspective. We're told in the Scriptures that all who choose, all who desire to live godly in Christ Jesus will suffer persecution. There are no exceptions to that. Now, I warned you up front, this was not going to be a feel-good message. But it's truth. If you've not yet suffered as a Christian, you need to kind of steel yourself and remember it's not over yet. It's not over yet. The message of the New Testament is that all who desire to live godly in Christ Jesus will suffer persecution. And Jesus said, when it happens, you need to rejoice. Now, we're not talking happiness, are we? We're talking about a decision of our will. A decision of our will. Count it all joy, 
when you encounter various trials and temptations because it produces in you perseverance. It builds you as a human being. It builds you as a Christian when you go through the fire. I read this, and I'm thinking, you know, as I read this verse, God, did you show Saul everything up front? Did you show him everything? I don't think so. And one of the main reasons I don't is Matthew chapter 6. Flip over to Matthew 6 with me. Let me show you something. In Matthew 6, 24, Jesus teaching us, He says, No one can serve two masters, for either he will hate the one and love the other, or else he'll be loyal to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. It's pretty clear, right? And you know what? I think most of us would say, well, I don't serve money. I'm not serving mammon. I'm not serving material wealth. I mean, yeah, we all, we need, you know, we have to work to eat and to have clothes and, you know, have our needs met and everything. But I'm serving the Lord. You know, at a fundamental level, I'm choosing to serve Him. But let's read on a little bit because I think maybe we need that challenged somewhat. He says, you cannot serve God and mammon. Therefore, I say to you, Do not worry about your life, what you will eat or what you will drink, nor about your body, what you will put on. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds of the air, for they neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns, yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not of more value than they? Which of you by worrying can add one cubit to his stature? So why do you worry about clothing? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They neither toil nor spin. And yet I say to you that even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. Now if God so clothes the grass of the field, which today is and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, will he not much more clothe you? O you of little faith. Therefore do not worry, saying, What shall we eat? Or what shall we drink? What shall we wear? For after all these things the Gentiles seek. For your heavenly Father knows that you need all these things. But seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all these things shall be added to you. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about its own things. Sufficient for the day is its own trouble. Now, the implication here, guys, is that if you've ever worried about tomorrow, if you've ever worried about your bills, if you've ever worried about your job situation, you were serving mammon in that moment. You were bowed down before an idol, not serving God. We're so glad you joined us today for today's edition of Main Thing Radio. Pastor Robert will be back with another message from God's Word soon. But in the meantime, we'd like to invite you to visit our website, MainThingRadio.com, and like our Facebook page. Keep up to date on everything happening in Main Thing Radio and receive a dose of encouragement right on your newsfeed. Right now, we'd like to take a minute to tell you how you can support the ministry of Main Thing Radio. We are blessed to be a part of God's kingdom advancement through these broadcasts, but just as with any ministry, there are significant costs involved. Would you prayerfully consider partnering with us in our continuing ministry here at Main Thing Radio? This month, we have a special thank you gift. For any donation of $15 or more, we'll send you a copy of Randy Alcorn's book, Heaven, 
This book shares insights, research from the Bible itself, that give us a picture of what heaven will be like and may challenge some of what you previously believed about our eternal home. This gift is yours as our way of saying thank you for your donation to Main Thing Radio. For more information or to contribute, please visit MainThingRadio.com and click Donate at the top of the page. From all of us at Main Thing Radio, we want to thank you for joining us for today's message. Be sure to tune in again right here on Main Thing Radio.